are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer, and this is what we have finally been waiting for. The season is upon us. There's one game in already, and we are ready for this to get started. Joining me, like always, we have Garrett Price. How you doing, Garrett? Good. How you doing, buddy? I'm great. I'm ready for the season to get going. And joining me from Arizona is Shevin Nooney. What's up, Chev? What's going on, boys? Oh, you know. The usual, just getting ready for everybody to put all the knowledge that we've been bestowing on them uh, to put it into action. So just remember, if you listen to this podcast and you win this week, it was because of us. If you lose, then that's that's on you. You made bad we lineup decisions. You know, yep. We don't set your lineup, so you, you can just eat it. Here's but, the thing. Uh, I know I know you guys are always – you guys are very kind. You guys are always propping me up, t- telling everybody what a nice guy I am. Look, if most of my predictions hit – I am going to be the most obnoxious guy on Twitter. I'm going to take so many victory laps. Everybody's going to know. And, you know, it might hurt my image, but but I can live with that because I'd rather be smart than loved. Well, then that's fine if that's what you want to do. So There it is. Um, I've laid yeah, it out there. Get ready for that, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, or do, do any ladies listen to this show, do you think? I don't know. I, I mean, I got, there's got to be some. I would I would assume there's not a lot, but there's got to be some. You know what? Here we go. If you if you are a lady and you listen to this show, tweet at us. We uh, we'll have something. We'll have something. I don't know. We'll do something special for you. You can have a phone call with Garrett Price and talk fantasy. There you go. Not me. My wife is super jealous. So. Really? Yeah. <laughs> See, like, my wife's so much better looking than me. She's just like you know, like I'm not worried, like that kind of thing. So. I think that's yeah. Let's be honest. Me and Garrett definitely kicked out of our coverage in this one. We got we got super lucky. We are some ugly looking dudes with some beautiful women somehow. Melissa don't listen to the podcast, but she would agree. I promise you that. Listen, (laughs) the fact that I married someone that's breathing, I outkicked my coverage. (laughs) Okay, I just want to. I want to see. I've not even ever seen a picture of your wife. I don't think. Like I have no idea Um, what she looks like. She could be a supermodel for all I know. Well, we are friends on Facebook, so you can. Go in there and look. All right, I'll go on and look. I'm not. I'm not usually like Facebook stalker guy, but uh, but my wife's really good at that, so she'll she'll teach me how to do that. <laughs> oh, it's easy. You click on my profile and you well, actually, no. See, I only upload memes, so um, you should just click on my profile and then just click right on her. Okay. And go to her profile. Is. There you go. Yeah. So you'll probably see more pictures of our daughter um, than me, but that's fine. She's adorable. So. There you um, go. So we are not going to do a price check this week. We all know what the price is. The price is right for football. I am ready to go. I know everybody else is. But there already is a football season that's underway. And that is the college football season. So in case you don't know, our very own Garrett Price is super into Devi, which is just short for developmental. So Garrett, why don't you take it away and throw some Devi knowledge at us? Yeah, so I think uh, for the course of the regular season, uh, we're going to take a 
break from the price check. We might do one here and there, um, but but in season price doesn't really matter uh, quite as much until you start to get to the trade deadline and people are starting to make moves. Uh, so I'm not going to focus as much on that right now. Uh, but what I want to do is I want to give you guys um, some Devi names to think about now. Some of you guys uh, probably are super into Devi. You love it. There's others that I say that and you don't even know what I'm talking about. So real quick, uh, Crash Course, Devi is basically the opportunity to draft and own college players before they come to the NFL. Um, so we're, we're drafting guys that are freshmen, sophomores, juniors that are in college right now, seniors that are in college right now. And so we have the, you then have the rights to them once they get up to the NFL level. So it's kind of like getting ahead of the game. It's kind of like a, uh, a farm system kind of concept um, for your fantasy football team. And what I want to do is I want to just kind of lay the, the most simple groundwork uh, of the biggest names in Devi that you need to be keeping your eye on, um, specifically guys that will probably be uh, in the 2020 draft. So there's three big running backs at this point that you need to know who their names are. Um, that's DeAndre Swift. He's a running back from Georgia. Travis Etienne, running back from Clemson. And then Jonathan Taylor is, is a running back for Wisconsin. All three of these guys are absolute monsters. Uh, they, they all get the job done a little bit differently. DeAndre Swift's probably the most complete back um, of all of them, one of the most complete backs that you'll, you'll see coming out of a draft at any point. Um, Travis Etienne is crazy lightning quick, great contact balance. Uh, it can hit a home run at any point in time. Jonathan Taylor's a little bit more of a bruiser, um, but that doesn't mean he's slow either. He's got some giddy up. Uh, he's got a little bit of wiggle, um, but he's your more traditional uh, power back. So the three of them all get it done a little bit different ways, but I, at this point, expect at least two of them, if not all three of them, to go in the first round of the actual NFL draft. I'm a huge DeAndre Swift guy. I almost want to tank for him, but it's just not in me. I can't. I can't tank. Yeah. You know what I mean? I would rather just, if I finish middle of the pack, I'd rather just try to trade up to get somebody. Um, mm -hmm. But if you ever want to check out some more just straight up Debbie goodness, check out our friend of the show, Ray Garvin. He has the Destination Debbie podcast. Yes, and you know what? I told him this. I don't even like hip hop music, but when his intro plays, I seriously want to run through a wall. It just gets me fired up. And it is you don't like hip hop? I'm sh I'm shocked. Well, seeing as I don't know who that Drake guy is, <laughs> no, I do not like hip hop. So, in, in case you're wondering, my first concert ever that I went to was Cannibal Corpse. So that's oh, the type. So, of so, so you're like a death metal head. Yeah, yeah, like a lot of old school metal, death metal stuff like that. There you that's go. There yeah. you go. Little fun fact about the host of the Dynasty Rewind. It ma so, that makes um, you. Still seem old, but not quite as old. Like, if you would have told me that, like, country western, like, was your favorite, then I would have uh, just assumed that you were in, like, your early 60s. Oh, no. No, nobody <laughs> says country western. If you would have said that, then I would have well, assumed. Well, you shouldn't assume, Garrett. You know why? Because it pisses me off. <laughs> that I was going to say because it makes an ass out of you and me both, but I didn't say that. So I'm um, just assuming you being pissed off is a segue into talking about Tyreek Hill, so. Well, we're getting there, okay? Okay. Um, so make sure you check out the Destination Debbie podcast. Ray's a great dude. If you ever have any college questions and Garrett is unavailable, Ray or Garrett, they're both going to hook you up. 
Um, and if you're going IDP, make sure you check out our friends at the Back Row Fantasy Show too. Uh, those are great guys. We love them here. And they love us back. So let's get into news. Um, I'm just going to start with it. Tyreek Hill can just go mm, himself because he got an extension. And I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to give you a. Did you um, just edit yourself? We Because don't, I don't feel like editing it out. You know, no, I, I get it. I get it. Go ahead. So here, I'm not going to give out an interesting, evil, supervillain fact for Tyreek Hill today. All I'm going to say is he got an extension, and it is three years, $56 million. This is the problem that I have with this extension. I understand that football is football. But basically, all we are doing is we are continuously pushing the environment that abuse of children and misogyny is okay as long as you produce on uh, the football field. I'm sure a lot of people have watched the show 13 Reasons Why, and I'm sure, you know, like myself, I've uh, been bullied by jocks in school. Maybe some of you people listening have too. Um, so that being said, the Kansas City Chiefs, I feel, are setting a bad precedent, and other teams in the league are guilty of it as well. The fact of the matter is, with what we have going on in this country today, and I'm a father of a little girl, especially now the fa- I'm a father of a child, that's what really gets me irritated about Tyreek Hill. At some point, we have to draw the line, and it has to be about humanity over the owners getting richer and the NFL making more money. So that being said, my offer still stands. Tyreek, if you want to be a man, put your $56 million where where your mouth is, just at me on Twitter. I'll meet you somewhere. I, I barely have a pot to whiz in, and I'll come fly to you, and I will kick your ass. <laughs> beep. <laughs> no beep. I wanted it out there. <laughs> And I don't want to talk about Tyreek Hill anymore. So let's move on. Um, somebody that did actually deserve their money, although he hasn't been exactly the best at treating women. Um, so no, you can never date my daughter. Ezekiel Elliott. Him and the Cowboys agreed on a six-year, $90 million contract extension. So it is essentially $103 million over eight years. He is the first Cowboy. And think about all the people that have put on the Cowboys uniform to eclipse a hundred million dollars, and it is the richest running back contract ever. Wow, that was a lot of stuff. So, what do you guys think about Zeke? I think he deserves it because that team is clearly better when he is on the field. However, how are you going to sign Dak? How are you going to sign Amari? So, Chev, you live a little bit closer to Dallas than we do. Why don't we start with you on this one? Shoot, I used to be two and a half hours away from it. Um... But, I mean, like you said, I've been talking about it the whole offseason. Like, if, if he is to get that big first running back contract, like, how are they going to be able to pay everybody else? I mean, I know they freed up some space when they signed uh, the offensive lineman earlier in this uh, this week. But, I mean, I just feel like signing a running back to that kind of contract kind of just cripples your kind of your budget and everything they have going on, the salary cap. So uh, it'll be interesting to see kind of what contracts they are going to be offering to uh, Dak and Amari. Uh, but, I mean, he's one of the best running backs in the NFL. I mean, there's no doubt about it, even though he is a knucklehead at some points, but he is one of the best running backs. And, I mean, he, he definitely makes that team a lot better when he's on the field. Garrett? Yeah, it's it's a lot it's a lot of money. Uh and we've talked about it on the show before. I'm, I am an Ohio State fan. Um, 
the hard part is I, like I even I even played running back in high school, so I get the not not to the same level, but I get the abuse that running backs take. But just from a just from a NFL salary cap position, I would just have such a hard time paying this amount of money to one running back. So right. I, I don't I don't love it. If if there's a player that is worth it, it, it is him. But I would just have a really hard time paying that much. I mean, as an Eagles fan, I really I, – I get it because he's – that team is completely different when he's on the field. So um, – but health has never been an issue for Ezekiel Elliott. I will say that. He's been pretty good throughout his career. It's true. So um, Cowboys doing what they got to do. So really interested to see how they move forward with uh, with Dak. Let's, let's get formal. This is – Real name is Rain Dakota, so we're just going to throw that out there. Let's see how they get creative with Rain and Amari's contract. So, speaking of contracts, Jared Goff is a rich man too. Four years, one hundred thirty-four million. His extension with one hundred and ten million guaranteed. That's the wow. big number. There is the guaranteed money. So uh, I, I saw an article. Not to cut you off, but real quick before you get into it, Garrett, I saw an article on I think it was Yahoo Sports. Someone was basically saying that. Um, He's a system quarterback, and the time to get rid of Jared Goff has now passed. So, which I think is interesting. Um, uh, but I mean, uh, come on, you had Jeff Fisher as your head coach. Like, what do you expect? You know, I don't necessarily agree that Goff is a system quarterback. Um, I do think there is some truth to that. That being said, he's in that system, and it's a good system, and he's playing it well. It works. Um, so, so that's the thing. Like, and. Right now, the time to pay these quarterbacks is right now because, yes, even though the, the amount of money looks asinine, the the contracts and the guaranteed money is only going to go up with the next CBA, um, and this will look like a very average quarterback salary two, three, four years from now. So, yes, it seems ridiculous now, but I think it's actually pretty good forward thinking on the Rams' part. Yeah, I agree. Chev, any thoughts on Jared Goff being super loaded now? I just want to know what Mahomes is going to sign for in a couple of years. Oh, oh, good God. 200 mil guaranteed. Yeah. yeah, I want the Browns to figure out some way to, to sign Baker now before that uh, that that new uh, CBA goes out because oh, that's going to break the bank. Yeah. Oh, boy. that's It's going to be interesting to see these uh, a lot of these talented younger quarterbacks uh, getting locked up. So, um, speaking of people who aren't playing right now, apparently, and now this has been um, proven to be untrue, the Eagles offered the Chargers Jordan Howard and a pick swap for Melvin Gordon, and then that was later rescinded and it came out as untrue. So, uh, Sleeper, get it together. I know everybody over at Sleeper are huge fans of the Dynasty Rewind podcast. At least I'm <laughs> telling myself that. Well, I'll tell you so, what, they screwed me over yesterday i couldn't even look at sleeper for to like the fourth quarter so that was that was pretty tough for me i mean i'm just saying sleeper i want i need some free cookies for some new mascots though that's what i'm saying <laughs> um yeah you know it's the it's week one yeah week one's always glitchy no matter what format you use oh man my my home league was just absolutely complaining the whole damn game about oh my app not working blah blah well keep it keep track to yourself it's ppr I mean, you point for every 10 yards. I mean, it's not that hard, guys. There's only one out. game going on. Exactly. Dude. Like, they're like, oh, 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 it's the final week. Oh. I'm like, and come on, guys. You suck. So, 
I was it was like midway through the first quarter and I already had somebody up my rear end about scoring. What happened was we accidentally it basically doubled up tackles. And I forget how my how Vinny said it was done. He fixed it. I was at work today. Um he was off today, so he took care of it for me, but like everything for IDP was doubling up and I'm like, dude, I'm trying to tell the guy, relax relax <laughs> you know what i mean like i'll get it figured out we'll get it figured out but it's, it's, come on pump the brakes everybody so um speaking of pumping the brakes amari cooper is a full go at practice he's going to be good for week one um so everybody who wants to start amari cooper it looks like you can feel free to go ahead and do that um other news out of chargers camp eckler and jackson to share a workload in week one i don't know why i even put that on here we could probably figured out that for ourselves here's an interesting one as per the baltimore offensive coordinator which i believe is greg roman garrett yep yeah all right i nailed it um we will see who has the hot hand at running back i think it's so greg I'll, roman now i'm questioning it i'm pretty sure it is. i'm pretty sure that's right yeah anyway the the important part is the next thing you said say that again i'm sorry uh, we will see who has the hot hand at running back yeah we so, will justice hill baby if he's available you know what? Grab him now and stash him if you can. Even or in if, redraft. Even in or redraft. Or if, if you're in Dynasty, you want to talk about a time to buy? Like, between now and Sunday at 4.30. Is pro- well, uh, let's see. When do the Ravens play? Uh, they play at 1. So, yeah, when that game's over, he might have a pretty good stat line. So, if you're going to grab him, do it quick. Um. Speaking of hot hands or hot legs, DeKalen Zacharias Metcalf says he's 100%. He'll play as much as needed to. Interesting. To run that one route that he runs. Uh, McVay says there's no limits on Todd Gurley. So I'm really curious to see how that one's going to play out. Um, see if that knee is fully recovered. They were resting him a lot in the preseason. So um, that's that. Then again, everybody rested in preseason this year. Uh, that is true. Um we're going to talk about one more holdout. And this one, now, this is weird to me. Julio Jones unsure if he will play on Sunday regarding his contract situation. But last I checked, he had been showing up all offseason through their, their workouts and training camp and everything. So this is kind of news to me. Uh, maybe I haven't followed it too closely, but do you guys know anything about this that I don't? To my understanding, and it could be flawed, but the way I understand it is because he is battling a little bit of an injury, I think he is afraid that if he gets hurt and misses significant time by playing in a regular season game and doesn't have that contract taken care of, that he could be losing money. And so I think he wants to get that contract taken care of so that way it's insurance in case he were to get injured. Okay. That's, that is my understanding of that. Shevin, do I, from what you know, do I have that correct? Yeah, I think you're spot on with that. Okay. All right. So, um, you know, if not, it's Calvin Ridley time. Uh, let's uh, see. And somebody else. <sighs> Tell us, Garrett. Hooper. Hooper. Oh, my God. Hang him with Mr. Hooper. Uh, okay, so Darius Geis is going to start Sunday. Yeah, uh, he is. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> Adrian Peterson might not even play, according to Garrett Price's Twitter. And Jordan Reed is still in the concussion protocol. So what do you guys think about the situation in Washington? I predict um, Case Keenum is going to be on IR by the third quarter. 
But aside from that, what do you think about this stuff? I mean, I think Darius Geis is just going to tear it up. I think he's a, he's just kind of back that he can do it all. Um, but I think he he's ready for the opportunity. I think he's ready for that workload. And, I mean, for Jordan Reed, I think he needs to be on the concussion protocol a little bit longer. I mean, he's had, I want to say, seven concussions during his whole career. So, I mean, Correct. That, I mean, it's, it's serious stuff. I mean, that's head injuries that can affect your mental health. I mean, I don't think A.B. possibly has that many concussions, but, I mean, he might need to get checked out too. He might be on concussion for the rest of the season as well. Just Most kidding, importantly, uh, Darius Geis is the man, and I love yes, Darius Geis. Uh, yes, I I will say this is a tough matchup with the with the Seahawks. Um, Who? Don't don't the oh no they play the the, the Eagles. I'm sorry. The Different Eagles. bird, Garrett. I'm sorry. I got my I got my birds mixed up. So it's an uh, easy matchup then, right? So yeah. Oh, so this is a much better matchup. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, book it for 150 and three TDs. So Passing. do you want to, Chev? Should we uh, make a bet that the Eagles score more than three points this game? Hey man, we, <laughs> oh that's low. Hey, that is we, low. Hey, of course, man. You gotta you gotta bring that up. Um, you know, money, Mitch. He looked like Musty Mitch, man. He stunk it up last <laughs> night. So we're just gonna leave it at that. I, Matt Nagy, if you're listening to this podcast, give the damn ball to David Montgomery. That's all <laughs> I gotta say. Quit throwing the ball forty sometimes a game with old boy yes. that didn't even play in the preseason. Hey, he'll get better. That's the worst we'll probably see the offense, but figure it out. That's all I got to say. So, Darius guys definitely is a tough matchup. That being said, yeah, the Eagles front seven, very stout against the run. Um, curious to see, you know, if they do what they say they were going to with him in the receiving game. Um, and Chris Thompson's still there. He appears to be healthy. So the the interesting thing is what Garrett said on Twitter the other day about though Adrian Peterson might be inactive. That, yeah. That's just crazy to me. What is going on with the Washington training staff? I mean, if you have a guy that's coming off an ACL tear, you can't just give him a full workload right away. It, you just it, can't. It is it is odd. I mean, they even gave him they, they even gave him fourteen carries in that preseason game, which I thought was a lot. Um, for for a preseason game, so it'll be interesting. But uh, if it's if it's anything like that preseason game, one he did look pretty good, uh, and two, uh, sometimes sometimes uh, volume is king. And if he gets that kind of volume, because uh, he didn't even that was only what halftime he played till. So yeah. I mean, if he gets that kind of volume in this game, uh, even if he's not necessarily uh, effective on a per carry basis. He'll still put up decent numbers. So my prediction, final score, Eagles 38, Redskins 7. Case Keenum relives the nightmare of the NFC Championship game. Ooh. So that would be that would be fantastic. I just had to bring up the 38-7 to 7 again because uh, Keenum was a little whiny. So uh, <laughs> let's get to our last uh, news item of the week. I think I could say it with someone's name. Antonio Brown. I mean, the updates I've gotten from multiple sites have been entertaining, concerning, humorous. Um, He's getting into it with Mike Mayock. He might get suspended to void his bonus. He might get released. He's playing Monday. I'm worried about He just released that video, too. 
He just released yes. a private phone call video with, with John Gruden. Yeah, which they should have censored the F words out like I do here. Um, but <laughs> so definitely check out Garrett's Twitter at Dynasty Price. He released the private phone call video. And it's weird. It's kind of like it's almost like a hype video in a way, right? Yeah, it's really like it was a well done production, honestly. But uh, the only thing he's hyping is himself. Yeah, it's the whole thing is weird. The whole thing is and honestly, I'm at to the I'm to the point now where I'm not even fully sure like what to believe on all this and and people have been talking about AB a lot, so we don't need to spend too much more time on it. But basically, if if you told me this was all a charade and and like I said before, this is a Kanye type thing where as long as my name's in your mouth, it's a good thing, I wouldn't be surprised. If there's some legitimate mental health issues, I wouldn't be surprised. If there is I mean, if you could tell me that he's starting this week. I wouldn't be surprised. You could tell me they cut him for good. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, there's nothing that would surprise me, and yet I still don't fully understand at all what's going on. Yeah. So that being said, AB, if you have some mental problems, my wife is a behavioral health counselor, and we will give you a great discount at $100 an hour. There you go. So, Why don't you have Tyreek Hill come to that? Listen, you know what? Because... <laughs> You're going to have to unzip him out of the body bag, Chevin, <laughs> that I put Jeez him in. <laughs> Maybe you should join the class, too. <laughs> no, Jenna, Jenna told me that I need help that she can't give me. Um, you know what would actually be great for these professional athletes? My dad should be their agent because they'd be doing all this stuff, and he'd be like, you know what? You're an idiot. Just, just go to work, okay? And just think about having a guy that's slightly taller than George Costanza yelling at you. So that would be entertaining. That's it for the news. Anybody else want to add anything that I missed possibly throughout the week besides me threatening people? Nope. Not that I'm aware of. Mm. By the way, I got to say real quick, I'm super excited uh, meeting up with a good uh, well, good soon-to-be friend of mine. He is a listener of the show. His name is Phil Simmons. You may know him from Sleeper as Porkman88. Um, I reached out to him. We're going to meet up for lunch tomorrow in the city of brotherly love. He does like my Tyreek Hill uh, new segments he says as long as i don't launch a cruise missile at his house we're good um that being said phil uh cruise missiles are too expensive so you're good um so moving on from the news we got some game previews all right let's start with the matchup that garrett is the most excited about because it's the first one on the board we got the titans at the browns so how yeah, we do if we're just picking a winner i'm gonna take cleveland at home yeah, absolutely. Easy. So, um, we're not going to talk about your obvious starts. We're going to start Baker. We're going to start OBJ. Um, who? Anybody from this game that you like, Garrett? On any on either team, either side of the ball. Um, so I'm I'm avoiding most of the most of the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I think at this point, there there's so many question marks around this offense. Uh, Derrick Henry didn't really play much in the preseason, and that that front four for the Browns is looking really, really good. Um, so I, I'm not too interested in Henry, uh, not too interested in Deion Lewis. I, I just can't really imagine starting any of your Tennessee Titans with confidence at this point. The only one I could maybe see uh, would be some Corey Davis. If if you know you needed to line Corey Davis up in your flex, I can live with that. Uh, but that's that's really about it. Uh, on the Brown side, you're starting all your obvious people. Um, in a super deep league, I would start Rashard Higgins. Okay. Should you have anybody from this game interest you? 
obviously you're gonna start Chubb. That's my dude this season. I'm I'm, I'm all up on the Chubb train. No homo. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but for the Titans, man, I'm really really curious to see how they use AJ Brown in this offense. And I think somebody that you could probably start for this Titans team is gonna be Delaney Walker at tight end. I, I think it. that could be a sneaky play that he could pay off for you. I mean, he's a safety blanket for Mariota, and I think if uh, it's Tannehill, right, back up if he comes yeah. in. Oh, yeah, so he's I mean, going yeah. to be the starter by week five. Yeah, if Tannehill comes in, I, I'm still confident in Delaney Walker. So I think Delaney Walker is a guy that you can start. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to give you top five, but he can give you probably top ten numbers because um, I feel like they're going to be down a lot, so they're probably going to be throwing it a good amount. I can see that. That's a good call. All right. Chev uh, basically stole my guy, Delaney Walker. I love me some Delaney Walker, though. I think he's going to be a great security blanket for Mariota this year. So the next matchup, yeah, Baltimore at Miami. Boy. Um, I like Kenny Young, Baltimore linebacker. Aside from that, you know, I was really confident in Mark Ingram, but now we're going to the hot hand at running back. Oh boy, can we start anybody from the Baltimore backfield with confidence? And what about Miami? I mean, does the Fitzmagic last one game four, one quarter? I mean, you never know with this guy. Chev, what do you think about Baltimore at Miami? Uh, Baltimore, Miami, I think if you're like in a survival league where you have to pick somebody to win a game, I think this is the one that you're picking. You're going to pick the Ravens to win this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ravens defense, I definitely think they could thrive. I know we don't want to talk about defense because that's that's whack, but I think Ravens defense has a great chance to build up big numbers this week. Um, Dolphins, I think I think you can play Kenyon Drake this week. I think he's a back that can he could run well and he can also pass catch well, so I, I have confidence in him uh, as it looks like they'll probably be down for most of the game or at least a good amount of it. I think they could be kind of getting the dump-off passes to him, too. So uh, I I have faith in Kenyon Drake uh, being in my lineup as a flex uh, or even a third running back if you have that. Yeah, I'd love some Kenyon Drake. I think he's going to do a lot better this year than people think. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Garrett, anybody stand out for you in this matchup? Uh, I'm still okay starting Mark Ingram. Uh, probably more of a, a flex play now. Um, and, and in a real deep league, I, I would be okay taking a shot on Justice Hill. Um, mm-hmm. It's definitely more of the boom-bust play. Um, and so especially if you're down or you're projected to lose and you're like, who could just like go off and like way out do their projections? Justice Hill could be one of those guys. So um, I wouldn't start him in a shallow league. Uh, most of your redraft leagues, you probably uh, won't need to start him. But if it's a super deep league where you're starting a ton of positions – I'd feel okay starting him if I had to. Um, on the Miami side, yeah, uh, I agree. It's pretty much just uh, Drake uh, is really the only one you can feel super great about. Uh, if you wanted like a D, uh, DFS, uh, DraftKings type of dart throw, uh, Preston Williams is is the type of guy that would profile well with Fitzmagic, a, a deep play here or there. Uh, so that could be like an absolute dart throw more for DFS. I don't think I would uh, risk it in, a, in your normal – uh, standard fantasy leagues. What about a guy like uh, Mark Andrews? I'm a fan of his. Yeah, I mean, I have no problem starting him, um, especially if it's a you know a ten team league. Maybe not, uh, but but your your bigger twelve, fourteen, sixteen team leagues, I'd be fine starting him. Okay, um, so let's move on to the next matchup. We got the Atlanta Falcons. They are traveling to Minnesota. 
give me all the Takaris McKinley you can this week. Um, I think he's going to eat against that Minnesota um, offense. They're going to be moving the ball with Dalvin Cook a lot. So uh, McKinley could be right there. So, um, Jeff, w- anybody in this matchup uh, stri- you know, strike your fancy, like maybe some Kirky, Kirk Cousins? Yeah, I definitely love Kirk Cousins this season. I mean, I'm getting him in the last round of my drafts in Dynasty. And, I mean, I just I just can't believe he's falling that low. I mean, he's got two top ten wide receivers. I mean, he's got a top five or top ten running back. I mean, those guys all can get the ball uh, from Kirk Cousins in the past game. So, I'm not kind of sure why he's dropping so low. I mean, he passes the ball a lot already. I know they're going to try to run the ball more. I've been talking about it all off season, But I still think Kirk Cousins has a lot of value uh, in that offense. So I definitely love Dalvin Cook in this game. I think he can be able to run the ball and catch the ball well in this game. Uh, for the Falcons, I'm looking at Calvin Ridley as well. I think he can ha- possibly have a really great game. All right, Garrett, I'm going to throw you a curveball here. All right. What about, what about Mason Rudolph? Uh, the quarterback for the Steelers? Or Kyle Rudolph, the tight end for the Vikings. What did I say? Mason. Okay, well I'm wrong. What about Kyle Rudolph? <laughs> Sorry, uh, it's I late. Mean, I mean, I, I, I mean, if you want to start Mason Rudolph, it's it's very risky. Just assuming Ben will get hurt. Um, Let's not assume that. <laughs> uh, no, Kyle Rudolph is. Uh, I think he's fallen outside of your uh, top twelve uh, tight ends at this point, especially with. Um, you know, obviously Diggs and Thielen take up a lot, but I think they're going to try to get uh, Irv Smith on the field, and I think you're going to see them run the ball a little bit more. So uh, it's he's very, very touchdown dependent, and I would have a hard time playing somebody like that at this point. So um, I, I'm probably trying to avoid it if I can. The reason I ask is somebody in one of my redraft leagues that I'm in took him with the 5-1. Oh, my. Yes. No, was that a tight end premium? Nope. Just mm. just a regular just a regular league. Took him before OJ Howard. Evan Engram was still on the board. Um Oh, I get it. So he is actually from twenty fourteen and didn't <laughs> realize that, you know, what what year it was. He just woke up after a five year coma. That makes sense. Possibly. I, I looked at the screen and I was like, All right, I'm gonna wait for this guy in the chat to say he screwed up. And it never happened. But oh. um, aside from that, anybody else in this matchup for you, Garrett? Uh, keep an eye on Stefan Diggs. Uh, he has been listed on the injury report. Uh, also has had an issue, uh, a history of soft tissue injuries. So just something to monitor. Uh, if he's on the field, you're starting him. He's too good not to start. Uh, but, it, but it's just something to keep an eye on that could be one of those like late last-minute scratches. Um, so I'd watch the news if, if you have him on your team. Okay, um, so moving on to the next matchup, we got an AFC East matchup here. We got the Buffalo Bills. They are traveling south a little bit to face the New York Giants. Uh, love me some C.J. Mosley in this. I mean, uh, he is just going to eat up the tackles, uh, especially when you basically have lots of running backs and a running quarterback. So C.J. Mosley, fantastic start. But uh, let's start with Garrett this time. Who do you got in this matchup that you like? I'm probably avoiding the Buffalo Bills running backs if I can, just because there's not enough clarity as to where those touches are going. If if both the uh, Bears and the Packers last night were any indication, uh, if it's if it's a muddied backfield, and you have the ability to be able to avoid it until it clears up a little bit, 
might be a good idea to do so. So I'm I'm trying to stay away from the Bills running backs at this point until I kind of see what the usage pattern is looking like. Um, however, I do really like uh, Josh Allen. Um, I think he could be a, a good, uh, you know, high-end quarterback two, low-end quarterback one uh, in this matchup. Uh, Zay Jones is one of those guys that's just criminally underrated consistently. Uh, and John Brown is a good uh, dart throw as well. So I could see a, a scenario where you start either one of those guys uh, in your flex position. Um, and then they're playing – I'm sorry, I just had a brain fart. New York Giants, right? Jets. 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 Sorry, huge brain fart. Um, he said Giants, though, earlier, so that's probably – Oh, he said Giants. Okay. That, um, Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm sorry. It's like quarter slacking, after bro. 11. I've been up since 5. Sorry. I know. This is you're, my fault. So. You're good. It's I'm, okay. You're I'm good. all. I should have the games in front of me, too, so I know better than I'm that. I'm just old, and I couldn't find my slippers before, so I was angry. <laughs> <laughs> just as long as you just tell that story, not the other story, we're good. No, that Ayo. one stays off there. <laughs> uh, um, as, far as, as far as the Jets go, you have to start Le'Veon Bell. Um, I am nervous about him this season, um, but but at this point you don't have any choice. Uh, Darnold is another one that could be a decent uh, a decent play here, um, and Robbie Anderson. I mean, Robbie Anderson is a player that every season it's really hard to pinpoint when his breakout games are going to be, but it's really fun when you get to be on on the receiving end of you know his uh, you know four catch, but it's for 120 yards and two touchdowns. Um, so it's it's a little it's a little bit risky, um, but he's a risk I'm willing to take uh, in this Jets offense. All right, should have anybody for this matchup? I mean, honestly, for me, I'm just super excited to see Le'Veon Bell back on the field. I mean, it's been a whole yeah, season, so definitely excited to get him back and uh, see what his production is going to be like. I mean, he's a special back. He's got great vision. Uh, he's he's just got great patience. So it's it's going to be exciting to see him back on the field. Um, moving on to the next matchup, the aforementioned uh, Redskins-Eagles matchup. Um, so I've been preaching this guy all offseason. If you are in IDP leagues and you can stash somebody, please grab TJ Edwards now while you can. Um, Nigel Bradham's getting older. He's always seemingly just a little banged up. Zach Brown's always very replaceable. TJ Edwards played at Wisconsin, so he was definitely playing against good uh, opponents. The only reason he was not drafted, a little bit slow at the combine. So pick up TJ Edwards, definitely worth a stash. But Chev, who do you like in this matchup besides Darius Geis? Oh, man, I just want to talk about Darius Geis the whole episode, honestly. You can, you can go ahead. That's fine. I know you love him. No, nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, Gary will do that enough. Uh, definitely excited yeah, to see boy. Miles Sanders a little bit. Uh, it doesn't look like he's going to be in street clothes week one. So I was wrong. Ex- <laughs> I was wrong. Hey, we don't know yet. We still got a couple more days. This is um, true. He is a he is. They projected. It's weird. They projected starters, and it said Jordan Howard slash Miles Sanders. But there's going to be a lot of Darren Sproles sprinkled in there too, enough to really anger anger people that are playing either Howard or Sanders. So, yeah. So I mean, this is gonna be super exciting to see the rookie running back get out there. I mean, I was excited seeing Dave Montgomery. Not excited by his usage, um, but. Well, I'm not gonna talk anymore about the Bears this 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 episode, uh, but definitely definitely uh, excited to kind of see who who breaks out with that Redskins uh, wide receiver gang. I mean, we got uh, McLaurin, we got Harmon out there as well, uh, Paul Richardson. So I mean, it's gonna be exciting to kind of see who actually steps up and who they kind of are gonna be targeting this season. Garrett, 
Yeah, I'm excited about the Redskins as well. I have been um, I've been all over uh, Terry McLaurin uh, outside of J.J. Uh, uh, Arcega Whiteside and Darius Slayton. He's the wide receiver, uh, the rookie wide receiver that I have the most shares of. Um, so I've been I've been really really excited about him and the fact that they've already named him uh, as a starting wide receiver is obviously uh, a really good look. So I'm I'm really excited to see how all of this uh, ends up playing out. Okay, so uh, moving on. He's also excited to watch Jay Jaw too. I don't know if you guys know that, but oh, we know Garrett loves Jay <laughs> I mean, Jaw. Yeah, I mean, especially with this news about the potential injury for Alshon. I mm-hmm. I don't root for injuries, but I'm not gonna lie, I was a little bit excited when I heard that. Um, mm-hmm. If Alshon's hurt, you're just gonna see a lot more Deshaun Jackson at the start of the game. Um, JJ is going to get targets regardless, but uh, look for guys like Deshaun Jackson and Mac Hollins to get targets more first. By the way, everybody that says Doug Peterson loves the running back by committee, he actually does not control the running back um, rotation. That is Deuce Staley, the running back coach. So uh, just for all the people Dude. that incorrectly have quoted that throughout the <laughs> offseason. Um, so the next matchup is the Rams traveling east to face Carolina. So oddly, over the course of uh, this last offseason, the Rams got a little older on defense, which is kind of odd for such a young team. They went with uh, Eric Weddle at safety, and they also got Clay Matthews. So nobody I really like defensively uh, from Los Angeles. But Carolina, of course, they have uh, Luke Keekley. If you got him, you're set to go. So uh, let's start with who did we start with last time, Chev or Garrett? We'll start with Chev this time. Love me some Chev. All right, yeah, man. So, I mean, how exciting does it get? We have two of the top running backs in the NFL going at it. We got Todd Gurley and Christian McCaffrey. I think McCaffrey is going to be uh, heavily used in that offense. Uh, I think I think Todd Gurley will be as well. Uh, I think we're definitely going to see them kind of hold him back a little bit so we can kind of get a little more out of him later on in the season. Uh, but definitely excited to see Cooper Cup again as well. I mean, he might start off slow this season, but I think uh, as the season progresses, he's going to get better and better uh, throughout that season. I mean, Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks, too, I think uh, could have great games as well. Yeah, you, you left the you left my favorite part, so I appreciate that, Chef. Uh, I got you. I, I'm super curious to see what happens with Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, these are, these are guys that we have talked about all offseason mm-hmm. long, um, mm-hmm. and we've been hyping up both of these players, and so – I'm, I'm really curious to see the target share, uh, if, if one gets significantly more than the other, or if it's pretty even, uh, how they produce. Uh, this could be a really fun high-scoring game, so I'm, I'm excited for this one. Yeah, I'm excited for this game, too. Um, Garrett, you and I were talking about it before the show. I'm a huge Curtis Samuel fan, so excited to see how he does. Um, the next game on the match, this is going to be – and I'm actually surprised that this game wasn't flexed, to be honest with you. Kansas City at Jacksonville. Um, oh boy, this is going to be a good one. Uh, Miles Jack, I believe, just got a contract extension. I think mm-hmm. it was him. Yeah, he did. Um, he, so he is. I love Miles Jack. Definitely plug him in. He's going to have to be all over the field against Kansas City offense. Um, so I guess staying away from your obvious start, like Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know, Garrett, let, let's find out. Anyone not named Leonard Fournette? Would you consider starting them from Jacksonville? Um, I, Nick Foles, you would probably consider in Superflex, right? 
Um, other than that, the only one that I would feel halfway okay with starting is D.D. Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's the only one. I will say this, though. My dart throw, if, you know, my, my teams are really injured or it's one of those leagues where you're starting like five flex positions or something crazy like that, uh, Chris Conley is interesting to me. Um, I, I'm not projecting anything just yet, uh, but all of the reports in camp have been really good. We know he has the raw ability to be able to make plays. Uh, I could see him really developing a nice niche and role here. So it, it's not something that somebody I necessarily want to start if I don't have to, but I would really like to have him on my bench and just kind of wait and see. Okay. And uh, Shiv, let, let's see. Anybody not named for Kansas City? Anyone not named Tyreek Hill? Oh, uh, dang it. That was going to be my guy. <laughs> um, or Patrick Mahomes? Anybody else you would start from Kansas City? I mean, you're definitely going to start Travis Kelsey. He's the number one tight end in the NFL. I mean, uh, definitely, definitely kind of excited to see how they use Sammy Watkins in this offense too. I mean, I mean, if he can stay healthy, I think he can have a big season with all these targets and all these players around him. Um, but the key is just staying healthy, and he just hasn't had that. So, but I think, I mean, if I think it, he's going to have the passes come his way. So he's gonna have a chance to make plays. I mean, I wouldn't start him, uh, but he could possibly be a flex play if you're in a super deep league. So anybody, anybody want to start any of these Kansas City running backs? You're gonna start Shady. You're gonna start uh, Damian Williams. I'm avoiding it if I can. If I have, if I have the opportunity to avoid it until I see what this workload is like. I mean, I honestly don't know if it's gonna be fifty-fifty or if it's going to be 75-25 in favor of one or the other. I just really don't know. So I'd be really hesitant to start one over the other. Um, so I'm probably I'm probably putting quite a few people that I wouldn't assume would go ahead of them. Um, I'm probably putting quite a few of those guys ahead of them this week anyway. I mean, having Shady there really makes it bad for me, especially because I figured Damian Williams is there. They shipped out Carlos Hyde. Darwin Thompson's going to be coming around the corner soon, and now I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think before the Bears game, I would have played Damian Williams just because I think he's the guy that's been there all offseason. He's the guy that showed he can make the plays in the regular season last year. Uh, but with what the Bears did with their offense, and I just don't know what that running back by committee is going to look like. I mean, I feel like Damian Williams will be the guy to, to get most of the touches, but we really don't know yet. All right, so moving on, we have the Colts at the San Diego Chargers, calling them by their correct name here, uh, Darius <laughs> Leonard. He's especially now you think about it, uh, that Indy offense is going to take a slight step back. Although Jacoby Brissett did sign, I think it was a two-year, thirty million dollar contract extension, mm-hmm. and uh, he negotiated that himself too. Good which, for him. yeah, hats off to you. I Good believe for that um, guy. Didn't Dante Culpepper wasn't he his own agent? Makes At one sense. point in time, you can save a lot of money that way. If you if you understand the legal jargon, good for you. I mean, I completely agree. So um, I do think they are going to take a slight step back. I don't think they're going to be the doormat of their division. Uh, but that being said, if the offense is not as good, Darius Leonard definitely has a shot to be uh, LB1 on the year. And I think he's a guy that could almost score as much as a low-end running back two for you. Just the amount of tackles he's going to have. But... Uh, that being said, Chev, who do you like from this game? 
Yeah, so if you got Andrew Luck, you're definitely going to be starting him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, if you got Marlon Mack, I, I would definitely be kind of excited for him to be uh, in your lineup. Um, I'm definitely uh, curious to see what Paris Campbell is going to bring to the table. He's one of the guys that got super late in the draft. It was right after the Andrew Luck news, so a lot of guys faded him in our league. So I, I'm, I'm really curious to see what kind of role he pans out with uh, in that offense. And then for the Chargers, uh, we're definitely just looking at that running back by committee with the uh, uh, shoot, what's the Eckler and Jackson. So, yep. I mean, it's it's going to be really interesting to kind of see how that works out. I mean, you kind of got two different kind of backs there. Uh, Eckler's going to be a guy that can catch the ball, but he can also be effective running the ball. And Justin Jackson's more of a guy that I, I see running the ball. Um, so. I mean, it's definitely going to be interesting. Uh, I know you guys talked a lot about Keenan Allen. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really excited for him this season. I think though they do have uh, Hunter Henry coming back, I think he will still be uh, just as effective. I mean, he might not see as many targets as he did last season, but I still think with what he gets, he's going to produce. But definitely excited for Hunter Henry. He's one of my guys I really love this season. Okay. Garrett, anybody here you like? Um, yeah, Hunter Henry is, is definitely on my list as well. Um, I, I do think a sneaky a sneaky play. Uh, this would probably be more of a DFS play, um, but uh, Doyle, Jack Doyle, uh, for the for the Colts, uh, he actually has a really good rapport with Brissett, uh, and Brissett I, I think will uh, not be looking as much for that big play down the field as much as Andrew Luck did, and I think that's why in the PPR sense. Uh, Jack Doyle was so successful um, before uh, when Brissett was there in 17. And crazy enough, the the target share in the offense between him and T.Y. Hilton was almost identical. He was getting almost as many uh, targets in that offense as T.Y. Hilton was uh, with Brissett. So um, I, I think it's I think it's definitely a storyline to watch, um, and and I think he could be a sneaky play. And one one more person just to point out, Deion Kane for the Colts. I definitely love Deion Kane. Um, definitely sucks that Luck decided to retire because I thought this could be a big season for Deion Kane, just being a low-profile guy. But definitely watch for him this this season. Yeah, love me some Deion Kane too. And Tyler will not trade him to me. I don't know why, but um, Tyler, give me Deion Kane. Um, so next game, Cincinnati at Seattle. Yuck. Um, Nick Vigil. He's going to have a ton of tackles. Seattle's probably going to run the ball fifty. 60 times so i think he's going to definitely eat those tackles up let's see garrett who do you like in this game yeah i this is a tough matchup um boyd's still an obvious start um Mm -hmm. uh other than that uh mixon you you have to start him um i can't imagine you have two running backs that are better than him uh but this is going to be a tough tough defensive line to go up against it does uh help that uh who is it uh, it's not Clark. Who is who is the uh, defensive tackle for them that's suspended the first four games? Do you remember, for Mike? Which, which team for the Seahawks? Ugh. I don't know. It was it, it was Drawing a very blank. Uh, it was a very talented defensive tackle that they had. Um, I know Clark's. It's not him. Um, it'll come to me later, but um, that helps a little bit. But that's a very good defensive line, and the Cincinnati offensive line is not that great. Um, so at this point, it, it is going to hurt this specific game for Mixon, but he's just so talented. I think they're going to scheme him the ball um, as more so than just pounding 
pounding him through the tackles. Uh, I think they're going to scheme ways for him to get the ball more so. Maybe a little bit of catching out of the backfield here and there, trying to get some more sweeps outside, some of that kind of stuff. Um, so I'm excited to see how Zach Taylor develops this offense. But those are probably the only two that you can really feel comfortable starting on that side of the ball. Yeah, I would agree. I, I just don't eh, – I don't know. I'm not really seeing this game too much. But, uh, Chev, you got anybody you like? Uh, I think you're obviously going to start Chris Carson. I think he's a guy that, even though he's got Rashad Penny breathing down his neck, I think he's a guy that they're going to feed the ball to. And I think Rashad Penny will get his touches too. But I feel a lot more comfortable with Chris Carson starting off the season. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to watch DK Metcalf. I'm not going to lie. I mean, he's a freak athlete. And they may not throw the ball much, but I hope they throw the ball up to him a couple times just so we can kind of see what he's going to do with it. All right, hey, let's let's see what DK can do uh, now that his knee is right. So next matchup at 425, uh, two of the best running backs in the game, not named Christian McCaffrey or Alvin Kamara. We got the Giants at the Cowboys. We got Saquon, and we got a newly re-signed Zeke. Um, Leighton Vander Esch, if you got him, the Wolf Hunter or Jalen Smith, um, you, you're doing okay. So, Chev, who do you like in this game? You know, I'm, I'm really looking at Michael Gallup here. I think he's a guy that is actually going to produce very well in his second season in the league, and I, I just really think he's going to produce. I mean, with Zeke coming back, a lot of people are going to have to kind of put some pressure on Zeke in that running game because I know Dallas is going to want to get him the ball as much as possible. Maybe not in the first game just because he's been in Cabo just kicking it back, um, but I definitely think Michael Gallup's got a big season coming ahead. I would definitely look at him this week and see possibly if he's on your waivers if you're able to pick him up. Probably unlikely, but just a heads up on that. Uh, and Sterling Shepard, I think he has yep. a big-time role this season. There's nobody really there to challenge him at the moment. Golden Tate could possibly help uh, after week four, I believe. Um, but I think Sterling Shepard is primed for a big-time season this year, uh, as long as he can stay healthy, which is a big key for him. Um, and even Evan Ingram, too. I think he has a good chance to be uh, a big-time player in that offense. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up Shepard because I do think he's one of the most overlooked wide receivers uh, in the league consistently. Uh, and I think he's going to be uh, Mr. Steady Eddie for you. Um, and, and, and you're going to need that in your in your squad. So uh, there's uh, there's not a lot of other starts uh, that are uh, other than the obvious ones. Uh, I do want to say I would feel comfortable. I know he's kind of a fringe uh, quarterback. Uh, I would feel comfortable starting Dak in this game. I'd have no problem. Uh, playing him against against the Giants right now. Okay, so moving on to the next game. Uh, yuck. Detroit at Arizona. I know a lot of people are excited about this, but I don't know if I can really get into um, what what did they call it? The um, what's the offense that Clingsbury runs called? Air raid. Air raid. Why can I? I didn't get that. So you're good. Um, Admittedly, I have no IDP starts for this one. So, um, Chev, you want to take it away? You're in Arizona. Let's start with you. Yes, I mean, tickets are going at $0.25 cents for this game. So if you guys <laughs> are interested in booking a flight, uh, we could get you in for cheap. Uh, but there's a lot of buzz going around here about Kyler Murray, which is obvious. But, I mean, what what is this offense going to look like? I don't think we saw what this offense really is in the preseason. I think they're definitely waiting to unleash it in this first week. Um I'm super excited to see what David Johnson is going to be able to do in this kind of offense. Uh, I think that connection should be pretty well. Uh, Kyler Murray is definitely going to be, have to use his legs, I think, uh, with that offensive line. But, I, I mean, 
being in Arizona now, like I want the Cardinals team to be good. Um, but for the Lions, I like Kenny Galladay. Definitely excited to see him. Marvin Jones uh, also is a pretty good play, I believe, um, for that Lions offense. And carry on Johnson. I mean, supposedly they want to run the ball more. Um, but I think C.J. Anderson might even kind of nick into that productivity uh, this this game as well. So we'll see. I mean, it's two teams that are looking to kind of rewrite kind of what they both do on the offensive side, I think. Okay, and Garrett, your thoughts? Yeah, I'm definitely interested uh, in in Marvin Jones, another guy that I think gets slept on a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now, this this uh, Arizona secondary is pretty bad. Um, I, I, yeah, I think I think there's going to be tons of opportunities for for the Lions to score points. Uh, Carry on's an obvious start. Uh, I would even feel okay if you really needed him. I'd feel okay starting Hawk in this matchup. Uh, I, I think it's not a very good defense, and I think the offense is going to be uh, off the field uh, for Arizona pretty quickly. Uh, so I would, I'd be firing up my Lions. Okay. Um, next matchup. This is one that I really want to watch: the 49ers at the Buccaneers. Um, so the 49ers did sign former Tampa Bay Buccaneer Quan Alexander. However, I am a huge fan of their starting middle linebacker, Fred Warner. So uh, Fred Warner had a really good season last year. If you could find him, uh, definitely pick him up for as cheaply as possible. But Garrett, what are your thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, I expect a lot of points to be scored in this game. Feel comfortable starting both Coleman and Brita uh, in in the flex spot. I think they both uh, should do just fine. Neither one of these defenses were all that impressive last year. Really, you can you can justify starting any of the obvious names in this. So uh, on the Buccaneer side, obviously Jameis, I have no problem with. Uh, Godwin and, and Evans are fine. And I don't even hate Peyton Barber if I had to. If I had to. That's the one I'd be the most questionable about. And then on the 49ers side, I think most of those guys are good to go as well. So this is definitely going to be a high-scoring affair um for uh for your fantasy teams okay chef yeah i'm just really excited to watch chris godwin i think he's just absolutely going to tear it up this season uh even i'll even go on the defensive side nick bosa i mean i know he's been injured a little bit this off season but if we get to see him i'm definitely excited to kind of see what he's going to do with that defense i think he's he's going to be primed for a big uh, big role in that defense um other than that, Jameis is another guy that I'm really curious to see. I think him and Arians uh, hopefully build a good relationship, and I, I believe he's going to be able to throw the ball at will. Um, that running game is definitely going to be tough, so I think we'll see them air the ball out a lot this season. And Tevin Coleman, I'm definitely excited for him and Brita. So it's going to be a fun game to watch. I think a lot of fantasy play will be in this game, and it's a lot of guys that could possibly be second or third wide receivers or running backs on your team. So uh, definitely could get a boost uh, in week two. Okay, um, last of our Sunday games, then we're going to go to Pittsburgh at New England. Uh, give me all the Mark Barron. He, you know, Tom Brady and company likes to keep it short over the middle of the field. I think Mark Barron could definitely eat there. So, Chev, what are your thoughts on this matchup? Uh, definitely looking to see what that running back uh, backfield is going to look like for the Steelers. I think we're going to see a lot of James Conner, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see some Jalen Samuels throughout the game as well, kind of just giving him a breather. 
but definitely excited to see who the Steelers' number two wide receiver is going to be. I got my money on Washington. I think Moncrief is just a veteran that they wanted to bring in and kind of get him started first. And I, I just I just really want to see James Washington in that offense. I love Juju. Um, Patriots, I think Sony Michelle, too, could have a great game. Um, I'm, I'm really watching Josh Gordon, too. I, I hope he's going to be playing a lot in this game. Uh, really excited for him. I mean, if he stays healthy and he stays clean, he could be a guy that just explodes this season uh, in that offense. But we'll see how that goes. Okay, Garrett. Um, I am kind of out. This might be a little bit of a surprising one. I'm kind of out on James White. Uh, okay. He's fine in the flex spot if you have to. Um, but I, I would consider selling him sooner rather than later. Uh, he just seems like that that traditional Bill Belichick uh, concept of you know a guy is heavily involved and then all of a sudden he's 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 just not not part of part of the game plan as much anymore. Um, so I, I think they're going to rely on Sony a lot more than they've relied on one back in the past. Um, I'm not saying he doesn't have any relevance. I just don't think he's going to get anywhere close to the production that he had to get last year. I think you're looking more at like a low-end running back three at best this season. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, I was uh, moving forward with the show. Did we get Chev's take on that game right there or no? Yeah. Okay, we did. I'm sorry, forgive me. Um, <laughs> it's the thing about being the host, you always got to be looking ahead. Sometimes you miss stuff. So uh, the Monday night matchups, plural, there are two. Uh, we're going to start with Houston at New Orleans. Uh, this is a good one. Uh, give me, uh, I'll give you a linebacker from each. Benardrick McKinley, or McKinney, I forget how to say it, from Houston, and uh, Demario Davis from New Orleans. They both have a shot to get a ton of points. Chef, we're going to start with you. Who do you like in Houston versus New Orleans? I mean, this is just going to be a great game for wide receivers. We're going to be watching two of the top five wide receivers in the game just go at it with DeAndre Hopkins and Michael Thomas. So that's going to be exciting. I think those are easy guys to put in your lineups. Um, Duke Johnson is going to get an opportunity, I think, to kind of be the guy there. Um, I know who they signed recently, Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde, yep. So, I mean, Carlos Hyde is there. But, I mean, we've seen him bounce around from team to team to team in the last couple of seasons, I think it's time for Duke Johnson to get his opportunity and kind of see what he can showcase. Um, definitely, definitely, I mean, you know, you got Alvin Kamara on the other side as well, so, I mean, that's an easy start. Um, even maybe Traquan Smith. I'm kind of curious to see where he falls in that offense. And I believe, is Jared Cook on New yep. Orleans now? I yep, believe yep. so. So, I mean, he could be primed for a really big season in that offense. I mean, you got Drew Brees, one of the best passers in the game. I mean, Jared Cook could see a lot of work this season. Houston's in an interesting predicament because right now both of their starting tight ends, uh, Kahale Waring and Jordan Thomas, are both on the IR. Uh, so I'm not even sure who they're trotting out there this week. Uh, but I think that just uh, speaks uh, more so for a Duke Johnson type of player that's going to be catching some of that short area stuff. Um, but I think it could also be good for um, for for Kiki QT as well. Uh, I'm curious to see how much Stills is involved uh, this early, uh, so that'll be really interesting to see. Uh, but I'm definitely all over Duke. I'm not touching Hyde this week. I want to wait and see how much he's really involved, or is it just more of an insurance piece? Um, so I'm not touching him this week. Yeah, I would agree with that one 100%. So the very last game. 
On the schedule for week one, we have the Denver Broncos at the Oakland Raiders um, to hear Whitehead all day. Uh, Oakland linebacker, especially they just released, uh, I think it was Shane Ray, got released last week, so should pave the way for Tahir to be in the starting role. Definitely check that beforehand. He was very productive last year. So, um, Garrett, who are you liking in Denver and Oakland? Well, um, I, I tweeted about this the other day. There was a question on Twitter of, like, what rookie running back, because this was right after the Singletary news, what running back do you feel great about, um, you know, their production and uh, all that kind of stuff. And, and for me, it's always been Josh Jacobs. He's always been the guy. Um, I, I've loved his tape. Um, he, he's kind of kept a low profile. It's interesting, the, the, the number one RB uh, in the class, the only guy taken in the first round, um, and even even with uh, the uh, Hard Knocks crew in town, he was he was avoiding those guys like the plague. I even tweeted out a picture. He's in a hoodie, like trying to cover his face. Like he did not want to be a part of that. So he's kept a really really low profile, and I think that's that's driven his value down some for for people. Uh, but he is going to be used all over the field. Um, there, I've already talked about uh, how they're going to try to utilize him some in the passing game. Um, and who knows what's going on with all the AB stuff. If if Brown's gone, uh, that just means they're going to need him even more. So uh, I'm all, all, all in on Josh Jacobs. Um, outside of that, if AB's gone, uh, it makes the the start sits very different. Um, you know, if AB's gone, I don't even feel comfortable starting Derek Carr in a two-quarterback league at that point. Um, so really the only other player on that side of the ball – uh, would be probably Tyrell Williams, and maybe if you're feeling frisky, Darren Waller. All right, Chev. Yeah, so I think I'm gonna go back to Lindsey. I mean, I think he's gonna be a great running back this season. I mean, watch out for Royce Freeman, but I think if you have Royce, you're definitely not starting him or flexing him this week. You're kind of seeing what you have in him. Uh, I mean, tough situation, and he thought he was gonna be the guy last year. Hopefully, he can kind of break into the league a little bit more this season. Uh, definitely looking at Emmanuel Sanders coming off an injury that he came back super quick from. I mean, I know that Achilles is a career killer in a lot of sports, um, but, I mean, it seems like he's coming back very strong. So Emmanuel Sanders could be a guy that if you're in redraft, he might not even be rostered, but he could be a guy that is sneaky and is definitely putting up wide receiver two numbers, uh, even maybe wide receiver one numbers on some weeks. Um, but Cortland Sutton there too. Uh, definitely curious to see how they use Deshaun Hamilton as well in that offense. And who knows if Noah Fancy is going to get in the game a little bit. So uh, curious to see how that offense is productive with uh, Joe Flacco now too. So should be an interesting game. you got two teams that are really trying to figure it out. Uh, definitely definitely think the Broncos' defense is going to be a lot better with uh, Vic Vangio there too. Definitely a big fan of his. Yeah, I would agree with that. And um, I wish I could stay awake to watch it. But unfortunately, I guarantee by that point I will be in bed. Um, so those are our game previews for the week. Um, remember, get those lineups set. You don't want to forget. I checked all my lineups yesterday and all 12 of my leagues. It took me about a half an hour to get everything situated. So looking forward to Sunday. Um, that being said, with it being the 100th year of the NFL, I thought I would rewind it back to uh, the first ever NFL game was played, Garrett, in Dayton, Ohio. Yeah, and was. that was between the Dayton Triangles and the Columbus Panhandles. And it was at Dayton's Triangle Park, which was October 3rd, 1920. So that was uh, what was recognized as the first ever, ever professional football game. 
Um, so moving on from that, let's go to the verse of the week. Who do we got this week? Is it Chev or Garrett? I got one this week. Okay. So we're going to be in Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen, As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. So I, I, I just think in a world today where we're just in all this negativity and all this uh, tearing down people on social media and just trying to be better than everybody or each each other, I mean, we have a chance to just do great things as 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 long as we encourage each other and build each other up. I know for me and Garrett, just being in a relationship where we don't get to see each other all the time, but I know we still keep in contact where we are encouraging each other. If one of us has a down week where something bad happens, Garrett's not breaking me down. He's, ta- he's bringing me back up, and the same thing with Mike. So I think the more that we can build each other up and kind of build a more positive environment for our world and for our relationships with each other, I think that we are going to be able to uh, build a better world for our kids and build a better future for our uh, our whole nation. So just really focus on just building each other up, really. That's right. Build each other up. Don't beat each other down. Be good to each other. I think that's a great lesson to be told here. So mm-hmm. um, until next week, I want to just take a moment and say we re- always appreciate everybody that listens. Um, hopefully we've given you some knowledge along the way to get those lineups set because this is it. All the rookie breakdowns, all the film study, all the trades, the drafting. This is it. Like it, it is it is week one. Are you guys excited? I am just pumped. I'm not gonna lie, the first couple games I'll be in church, so I have my Apple Watch. They got all the updates coming on that. But God, I still love you, Jesus. Forgive me for what I'm about to do watching these football games. <laughs> my, my Apple Watch broke because I'm sorry. It's week one, big dog. Chef, I love you, though. Move to the Eastern time zone. You don't have to worry about that. Church is long over by the time the games start, buddy. Yeah, but on Mondays, y'all are the ones struggling. I'm the one being able to watch them. So, I mean, it kind of works out sometimes. Nah, it's okay. I take a nap beforehand because I'm old and I can fall asleep easily. <laughs> So it works out well for me. There you go. So anyway, uh, again, uh, we always thank you for listening. Get those lineups set. Let us know how you do. And if there's anything that we've given you um, throughout these past couple months that have helped you, tell us about it. We're always, we're always interested to hear. But until next week, you could find me on Twitter at the Embower85. Follow the show at Dynasty Rewind. Chev, where can we find you? You can find me at ChevBoyRD, boy with an I. And Garrett, where can we find you? At Dynasty Price. All right. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Good luck this week. We'll see you next time.